listening to the Do Shit, Get Shit Done podcast with Lee Bridges, your regular accountability buddy and kick up the butt. So get ready to get shit done. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I hope everything is wonderful and you are peachy and your day is going phenomenally. Welcome back to episode 22 of the Do Shit, Get Shit Done podcast with me, your boy Lee Bridges. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk about Lego. Who doesn't love Lego? I love Lego. I love it because it can be whatever you want it to be. Well, within the parameters of Lego. I started on the big stuff when I was super young. They called it Duplo in the UK. Not sure what it was called abroad. I remember feeling so grown up when at the age of five or six, I was given my first proper Lego. The one where each block wasn't the size of a small country. The pieces were more intricate and I loved it. Then, after a few more years, I remember getting bummed out when I'd think of something to build and the little square or rectangular blocks didn't allow for my vision. No matter how hard you try, you totally can't make a realistic vagina with square Lego pieces. And it hurts regardless of how much lubrication you use. Then they brought out Lego Technics, even more intricate and adaptable, capable of much more interesting builds than the standard Lego, often with motorised parts. Still impossible to make a realistic movie, but hmm, anyway. Well, why the hell am I talking about Lego? Well, I'll tell you. If you had every single size and shape of Lego and you were given a YouTube tutorial on how to make whatever you want and unlimited time, then in theory, you could build anything, right? What if I told you that we don't need Lego? What do I mean? Well, Lego has to be created for you to be able to play with it or use it. It has to exist. Our own future, success, happiness, and everything else has to be created too, but by us. For example, worrying. Worrying about the future, the bills you've got to pay, your rent, your family, your health, your pets, your career, and all those other things you worry about. They haven't happened yet. But by giving them our time and brain power, we begin to manifest them. I want to be straight here too. I do not believe that just by writing stuff down or thinking about it loads that it will magically appear or come to fruition. But I do believe that the thoughts that we choose to spend our time with allow us to notice way more opportunities that can in turn get us that much closer to our goals. I mean, how often have you watched a doc on Netflix and then thought loads about that particular thing, even if you hadn't previously? I mean, if you watched a documentary about paedophiles, you're way more likely to worry for your children's safety than if you just watched a documentary on how golf balls are manufactured. What we choose to think about can massively affect future decisions and actions, which could end up in either positive or negative results. Don't believe me? Go visit your sick nan or granddad, or go to chat to a homeless person, or watch a film on poverty, human trafficking, or war, and try not to at least think about it for a little while afterwards. I mean, how many times have you heard the word COVID in the last year? Let's explore this with a bit of an example. So let's say I watch the paedophile documentary. I go to bed that night upset and worried about my children's safety. I can't sleep, scheming of ways that I can keep my children away from danger. Over the following months, I tighten the strings on my kids' freedom, calling them in earlier than the other kids, stopping them from going to scouts or guides or whatever extracurricular activities they want to be a part of, just in case the adult running them is twisted, all the while reminding them to be safe and not talk to strangers. Long story short, the kid grows up super introvert, scared of certain situations and misses opportunities, and furthermore passes down the same terrorism crap to their children. But let's flip that example and say that by being overprotective as a parent, I actually managed to prevent my child from being in danger in a particular incident that they may not have been averted without my worrying. And they grow up then to have an amazing life. There's too many variables for this example to be anything other than a stab in the dark, but this is not the point I'm making. 
I'm suggesting instead that your brain is more than capable of thinking something up and then letting it manifest into a life-changing new you, whether it be good or bad, or both. Now imagine I hadn't just watched one documentary on paedophiles, but I chose to watch them all, read about them, and research them every waking moment of my life, like I was consumed by them. It's going to exponentially exacerbate the situation. Let's look at another example of this, and one that is way more relative to the new life that we're creating. So let's say you've picked up a book. Let's say it's something called mm, Do She Get Shit Done. The book is all about hacking life and mindset and positivity and all that cool shit. You notice it on the table in the dentist's waiting room. You kind of find this stuff funny and stupid, but the only other available read is a boring newspaper, so you reluctantly pick it up and start flicking through the pages for something to do while you wait to be called in. You read some of it, you get the gist, and surprisingly and reluctantly get a bit hyped. In the time that you're waiting to go in for your checkup, or extraction, or whatever, you read some super insightful paragraph about seizing the day and being confident, and it really rings home. The dentist's assistant calls you in, and as you look up, you realise they potentially are your perfect partner, and you feel that magnetic draw towards them that you get when you're thinking with your genitalia. Usually, you would cower under the aura of a beautiful person who is just your type. But with the little buzz you got from the book, you think, fuck it, YOLO. Ask them out on a date, they agree, you get married, you have kids, and you live happily ever after. Sounds slightly unrealistic, right? Fair. Obviously, you haven't watched any films starring that soppy twat Hugh Grant. But imagine if you immerse yourself in sheerly positive media and nothing else. Books, conversations, web searches, seminars, blogs, vlogs, forums, etc. As opposed to the complete crap that we're all subject to in the form of TV, radio and ads. Do you think that you would be a better person or a worse person? Like I said a million times before, you are what you eat and you are who you surround yourself with. But there's more to it than that. It's your Lego. You can begin to create the situation by living it. Now, please don't be mistaken. When I say living it, I don't mean riding the wave that already exists. I mean creating a brand new one, bigger and more powerful than the others. Don't be the wave, be the frigging water and the gravity moving it, not just the surfer on top of it hanging ten. Reason being, the surfer has to follow the wave, not the other way around. One false move and they wipe the fuck out. I want to control the surfer, but I also want to control the waves and I want to control the ocean. I want to control my life. I got so sick of other people telling me when I can and can't pick up my board and go surfing. I can pick up my frigging board whenever I want. Full disclosure, at the time of writing the book, I couldn't surf at all. I hurt my bum really badly once when I tried surfing in Cornwall when I was 14. True story. But I've been a few times since, and I love it. I highly recommend. Also, highly recommend the Wave Garden in Bristol. Check it out. Anyway, we need to build the wave, first within ourselves, and then moving outwards onto everybody else. Two things happen when you start to create the wave. Firstly, people will ridicule you. They will laugh. They will doubt. They will naysay and they will hate. Secondly, you will begin to doubt yourself. And that little inside voice that we spoke about earlier, you remember the naggy one, will make you want to quit. Ignore it. It's a douchebag. To understand this, I need to spin you a yarn. Imagine that you're thinking about one of the following. Joining a class like yoga or Pilates or, or football team or a sports club or something like that. Or you want to ask someone on a date. Or you want to cold call a prospect to source some new business. Or you've got a job interview for a new job or something like that. You will have experienced one of these before and without a shadow of a doubt, you will have experienced one of the following emotions or feelings while deciding whether to take action on these things. The thing that you would have initially felt is our soon-to-be extremely good friend fear, which in turn leaves us with our other soon-not-to-be good friends, no confidence, anxiety, doubt and worry. So picture this. You're thinking of joining a yoga class or asking someone on a date. Fear, 
which you can guarantee will rear its head every time something with the potential to be really awesome presents itself in life, is the feeling directly before something amazing happens. I'm going to say that again because it's one of the most important sentences that I've ever learned. Fear shows up directly before something amazing happens. Yes, say it with me. Fear shows up directly before something amazing happens. Every time. You can all probably think back to a time that you'd worried crazily about something that turned out to be absolutely fine. In fact, you probably do this daily and you're fine, right? This is Lego brain. Build it and they will come. You have to learn to live with and ultimately embrace fear because it's your friend. You've probably heard the following acronyms for fear. False evidence appearing real. For everything a reason. Future events appearing real. False expectations about reality. Future events already ruined. And my personal favourite, face everything and rule. Fear will never go away. It's part of the way that we work. It comes in different forms. And this is what people don't always realise. Form one is the fear that gets us the fuck out of trouble. Walk into the house. Lion in the lounge. Fear. Adrenaline. Shut the door quick. Run away. Do not get mauled by lion. This is what I call original fear. This type of fear has allowed humans to live after ending up in dangerous situations. Think about it if this was the only kind of fear though. If our ancestors had run away from everything whenever fear hit, we would have not constructed buildings, sailed oceans, connected with other people, had pet dogs, tried eating fish or pineapples, pushed our body to the limit or whatever else. The other form of fear is what I call evolving fear, and it's the form of fear that allows us to run into danger and push hard. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm definitely not saying try and spoon with the lion you just found in your living room because it's dangerous, or try sailing an ocean in a bathtub full of scorpions just because, but you can if you want to. People have done much scarier things before. Now, before you get the wrong idea, I definitely do not mean you need to be a trembling mess to make big things happen. That's not good for anyone. Instead, you need to learn that fear is not a reason to tremble. It's a sign to move forward with gusto and great force. How do you know when it's okay to walk across the street? The traffic light goes green, right? Think of fear as a green traffic light. You don't have to be reckless. You need to be courageous. There's a difference. So start telling your brain that fear is here to help because your mind is Lego. Fear is one of the most incorrectly used emotions we have and it's the key that unlocks all the awesome shit that life's got to offer. Well, it does when you learn to harness it. I can tell you this, the feeling of fear is within us. It will never go away. So get used to it and leverage it. How do you know when you're hungry? Your body tells you. How do you know when you're tired or thirsty or horny or bored? Your body tells you. It gives you signs. The thing that they don't tell you about fear at school is that it's your body's way of telling you to do something. That goes for evolving fears anyway, not the other type of fear. I want you to use the big Lego, the Lego that you can only build very basic structures with. We're going to start by building a positive with our big Lego. This won't get too hippie, don't worry. I want you to use the big Lego, the huge one that you can only build very basic structures with. We're going to start by building a positive with our big Lego. This won't get too hippie, don't worry. So let's do an exercise. You're allowed three pieces of the big Lego. You have to build summit. Each piece of Lego has to be a different thing with the last piece of Lego being the ultimate goal. Let me explain. Step number one, primary block create a foundation. This is where you create your initial idea. The sky's the limit with this, but the simpler it is, the fewer bricks you'll need to stack on top. This is such an important step as it is literally the first block, the foundation or seed, and the stronger it is, the easier it will be to stack more bricks on top of it. Make sure that this is an awesome idea no matter how small it is. Sticky dicky dicky step two, secondary block, the build. 
Now you've got your foundation, you next need to start the build. Once you know what you're building, you can begin to grab your tools. So use this block to gather the necessary tools you need to complete your whole build. Consider this as prepping for the big event. Step three, action block, execution. This one's my favorite. This is the final block, the block that counts, the action block. In the same way that your Lego house isn't finished without the roof, as is your build. It's not finished without the last piece. Otherwise, it's just waiting to be finished. The action block is where all of your planning, time, and building, energy, come to fruition, and you're left with a creation. Let's take this literally. I want you to think of as many different builds that you've left uncompleted, with little leaky roofs and all that, and ask yourself, why didn't you complete them? The answer can no longer be, I didn't have time or some bullshit excuse like that. You have to dig deeper now. What is the real reason? Well, the answer to that is actually not because of the reasons you gave, but instead that you wasted time making excuses instead of just finishing. You dig? Now take some time to think about this. Where would you be now if you hadn't made those excuses and actually finished all the things that you started? It's like an awesome movie that has you captivated right from the start and keeps you guessing the whole way through, only for the credits to roll at the end without there being any resolve. Frustrating AF. The Lego build exercise that I just taught you will totally help with this in future. Just make it really simple for yourself. I speak to so many people that have felt completely dumbfounded after putting serious amounts of time and effort into something, but with no reward. Ever had that? I have. More often than not, the reason is that they didn't have the action block. They didn't smash the execution at the end. The action block is the reason that you're doing something. It's the purpose. If you're putting loads of effort into something, but you don't know why, then you're building a house with no roof and nobody wants a house with no roof. Like I always say, you gotta have purpose. Otherwise, literally, what's the point? Are you making the world better? Are you making the world different? Are you doing anything at all? Because if you ain't moving forward, then you're a sitting duck and sitting ducks are good as dead. So let's get you some purpose, shall we? Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Remember to share, review and subscribe. And also remember that putting sellotape on cats to make them walk bizarrely is still a little cruel, if not very, very funny. You can grab a copy of Do Shit Get Shit Done from Scamazon and you can join the mailing list at leebridges.co.uk where I send out regular helpful treats. All the best. Have a wonderful day. Okay, bye. You've been listening to the Do Shit Get Shit Done podcast with Lee Bridges. Don't forget to subscribe, share and review. And we also have a mailing list that offers regular life hacks and super helpful content. You can join it at leebridges.co.uk. See you next time.